This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This is Behind the Rose, where Bachelor Nation meets country music and everything in between. Here's your host, Blake Horseman. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Rose podcast. I'm your host, Blake Horseman, here with my buddy, as usual, Eric Bradley. And today, we are finally recapping. We finished Matt James' season. We are finally recapping the finale and the incredible, tumultuous, after the final rose that we just watched last night. Uh, we got special guest. You guys might know him from Bachelorette Season 15, or as The Bachelor Season 24, Peter Weber. Thanks for coming on, Pete. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so you're actually in, I can't ever say this right, Nemecolon? Am I saying that right? Nemecolon? Nemecolon. Yes. Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> That's that right. it. So you were down there for the finale, man. How was that? Yeah, it was actually great. I'm actually still here. Um, I leave today, but was able to uh, watch the finale. They had a nice, uh, uh, you know, a big party going on for, obviously, the whole season was still down here. And um, I became friends with the owner um, back in Back in August, was able to come out here and spend some time. So uh, they threw out an invite. You know, Dustin and I, of course, said yes. And uh, yeah, it was just a great time. They had a lot of, you know, great stuff set up and cool events. Uh, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun. Was, was there like fans there? Or was it like just mostly like media and like friends of Nimical? And like, how was that? It, I, I, honestly, yeah. There was, we met a lot of just just random just visitors that were staying here. Uh, I guess the That's resort's cool. like 80% full right now. So I ran into a lot of those. I guess they like they had raffles too for uh, some fans to win tickets to come to the actual viewing party. So met a couple of those. Um, but yeah, great people. That's out cool. Here. Awesome. Yeah, nice. man. Oh, that's pretty. Uh, we, we need to make it down. You golf too. You said the course is pretty good, huh? Pretty nice uh, course. So, out there. so Dustin and I were very eager to golf. We were like stoked because the course <laughs> is like it's it's second to none. Got out there, it was absolutely freezing. So we got like four <laughs> holes in. Our, our hands uh, were numb. We're like, yeah, we got we got a piece out. <laughs> oh damn! Well, that's well, it looked like Dustin took enough swings. <laughs> on one hole to get yeah, you had so. was funny. Yeah. yeah, he played his 18 holes in, in one hole, so he's, he's chilling. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, so, man, I'm I'm super excited for this this recap because it's funny. I obviously can, like, relate because I've been in the shoes of, like, Michelle and uh, Rachel there at the end being one of the final two. And then obviously you can relate to being in Matt's shoes for a lot of the finale and everything. So I'm kind of interested to see, you know, like, your perspective and everything. So let's get started, man. So yeah. right off the bat, uh, we kind of sit down with, with Matt, his mom and his brother. And I want to talk about this as we, as we go further on, but it seems like the beginning Matt before, you know, he meets, uh, his parents meet or his mom and brother meet Michelle and Rachel. And then after is like a completely different Matt. Cause Matt walks in. It seemed like he was so excited. He was talking about, I, you know, one of these girls could be, you know, my, my fiance and he's like talking all that. Uh, and obviously that changes, but what is it like to finally see your family? Cause I mean, you went a really long time too. Obviously everybody does um, right. not seeing your family. Matt seemed to, you know, he seemed incredible. He was so excited to see his mom and his brother and everything. How was that for you, man? Finally seeing your family after God knows how long. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a great moment. Um, you know, definitely one that I was looking forward to for a while. Uh, it's, it's, as you know, it's so difficult to, you know, yes, you make good friends with the producers and, or, you know, you think the relationships are, are legit and then they're your friends. Um, but it, it, you know, that's the only, really the only sounding board that you have for so long. And, uh, and you just crave like that, 
there's nothing like the true opinion of family, right? They want the best for you and they're never going to lead you wrong. And um, so to not be able to have that for so long is always tough. And so for me, I remember, yeah, you know, out in, uh, out in Australia, finally getting to, to see them again and just embrace them and, and, um, and feel their warmth and their love was awesome. Um, and, and really just get their, their honest, their honest opinion uh, because, you know, <laughs> there, there could have been a lot of things maybe that, that you weren't seeing or you were blinded to, or you were being led down a certain direction for, the purpose of the show or whatnot. Um, and so to be able to just get that honest, true opinion is something that obviously is extremely valuable. And, um, you know, I think you saw Matt obviously take a lot of those conversations and time with his family to heart. Um, but I get it, man, because, you know, who you're going to trust more than your family? No one. Amen. And, and I think that's such a good point. I don't think people realize, you know, in your day-to-day life, like you have certain people you turn to for advice, for, you know, some kind of, you know, like teachings or something. And you don't have that at all when you're on the show. You're completely cut you off. Don't. So like, yeah, your family, you know, friends, whoever you normally look to for advice, they're gone. So you do, it holds a little bit more weight than maybe even normal, it normally does because they're the first people outside of this quote unquote, like bubble, if you will, right. that is able to give you some advice. So right. the words feel a little heavier. And I think Matt's mom, obviously, especially just at the beginning, before we even met the girls, she was, she seemed a little pessimistic about the whole kind of journey and experience was like, she even flat out said, she was like, you know, I don't really see Matt getting engaged. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It was a long shot for Matt to be engaged after this. Yeah. Right. And yeah, and she, she, it was almost uh, like a pessimistic view, you know? Like she was like probably just feelings fade and like just wasn't like the biggest believer, yeah. I guess, in, yeah. in this whole, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, in process. But hey, she was being honest with them and obviously they have a very close relationship. And I'm and, sure we'll go back know. to that comment because that, that's the comment that really shook him. Well, especially at the, well, comment. afterwards yeah. too. He, mm-hmm. I mean, he, uh, yeah. So, I know. Yeah, I agree. I think she was pessimistic, but you, you're right. She was honest. Like I'd rather have my mom talk like that at, you know, like straight from the heart than like of try course. and say something the producers want to hear. You know what I mean? No, so I, it's exactly like my mom, you know, just yeah, gonna speak. Yeah. a mother, a mother's <laughs> defense to her, her child and her love for her child will come over any, anything. Yeah. It's very true. Very true. Uh, so the first, the first person his family meets is Michelle and again, it just him. So him and his mom are obviously super close, you know, single mom, raised him yeah. basically. Um, and you can tell, like, I just feel like every time she talks about him, she teared up like every single time, man. Um, which is, it's like, in my opinion, whenever mom cries about their son, it's like the most precious thing in the world. Like it just right. got, you know, it just pulls at your heartstrings so much, but, sure. um, she really seemed to get along with Michelle. Like they had, they had a really deep heart to heart. They both were crying and she got emotional about how much she loves, she loves Matt and everything. And I, I mean, well, had, well, first of all, are you, you, I'm guessing you're probably, are you a big fan of Michelle? Like, what do you think about Michelle? Pete? I, I'm a huge fan of Michelle. And obviously, you know, seeing how the whole sh- show ended last night, extremely stoked for her uh, to have that opportunity. Um, just, <laughs> I guess for, for me, it's funny. I, I, I kind of now, it's, it's funny to be detached from the show, you know, kind of being on it recently and going through the whole experience, uh, but not be detached and see so many people's opinions of like how they just could be pulling for one outcome so bad and wanted, you know, they could see there's, you know, how great of a person Michelle was, right? And Rachel is as well. Uh, but there is something definitely special between uh, Matt and Michelle that it's like, wh- what was Matt not fully seen? What was he not like? Why wasn't he fully there? Um, I felt that. And I, and I was always, you know, I was a little curious and, you know, it is at the end of the day, Matt's following his heart and he's doing what he wants, but um, you know, obviously it wasn't fully there with Michelle and, and 
he has his reasons and that's enough. Um, but I'm a huge fan of Michelle. Uh, mm-hmm. I think she's great. I think she's gonna be a great bachelorette and, uh, just so pure and just so honest. And, um, you know, how could you not, how could you not root for her? Yeah, I, I agree. And and his mom felt the same way. Like after that, their conversation, he, she was, you know, she was like, felt great about Michelle and where they were at, what their relationship hold and what their future looked like. And, you know, his brother sat down with, with her too. And they seemed to have a great conversation too. Like, like I, I always looked as it'd be so much easier if like Michelle went in there and like sucked, you know what sure. I mean? And then, of you know, course. and then like the family comes over and is like, nah, she's not the one, but right. both of these women, you know, were just, were just great. And like you said, they're both great women. Um, but I mean, the, the conversation with Michelle went great with the family and then they move on to, to the one with Rachel. And it was honestly more of the same. Like, it just seemed like, they both are so sure, man. Did that, does that surprise you at all? Like, they are both so sure that Matt is the one, man. They're like, if he proposes right now, like, I'm saying yes. It's kind of crazy to watch. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not familiar with that territory. <laughs> I was a little bit different. Um, no, nah, not to make too much of a joke of it. But, yeah, I I mean, that's just a testament to Matt and and how great of a job he did. And, you know, I, I personally don't know Matt. I spoke with him on the phone a couple times. But, um, yeah, those girls fell hard for him and mm-hmm. it was very obvious. Um, you know, they both could see a future and again, yeah, I think that just speaks to, to the kind of man that Matt is. Yeah, no, completely agree because it, not only these two, but I seem like the final, like four or five were like ready to like, they're crazy for him, man. <laughs> I know. I, I know. was pretty shocked. I was pretty shocked to watch. <laughs> I should have taken notes from him, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, basically after, afterwards, so Matt, or Matt's mom and brother meet both these these girls, these wonderful women, and then sit down with him again. And that's when it seemed like things completely changed for Matt. It was like one or two little conversations or words even changed. His mom was was I think the biggest thing, and he he kept saying it over and over. Um, and and we can talk about how Matt seems to compare everything to his parents' relationship. Yes. which I get to a degree. Like that is you know something that you know I, I didn't grow up in you know a single parent household like i don't know what that's like but it seemed like he was very much you know that that trauma of his his dad more or less leaving him has, has impacted his, his relationships and i don't necessarily blame him for that but that was something clearly that was on the back of his head this whole experience and then his mom said i think the biggest thing she said that really got to him was when she said basically you'll you'll lose you know the feelings won't last forever that you won't, you'll lose the feelings. Like there has to be something more there than just, you know, quote, unquote, I guess, lust is what she was getting at, you know? Right. And that seemed to hit him like a freaking truck and like right. everything about his demeanor, his face, everything changed. And then from then on, it seemed like he didn't know what to do. That was hard to watch. Right. I think her comment was, uh, love is not the end all be all. Yeah. Like you're going to lose feelings mm-hmm. is basically what she said. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, I mean, I have opinions on that. I, I slightly disagree, but, um, I mean, who knows? I haven't found it yet. So maybe, maybe she is right. (laughs) Um, but you know, it's, it's again, I'm like you, I can't, I can't fully speak to, to, from what, you know, Matt was going through, you know, I, I didn't go through that kind of experience, um, you know, being raised and, and seeing my parents' relationship. Um, you know, I, I, I can compare, um, you know, my, I guess my view to, I definitely admire, like me personally, I've admired my parents' relationship you know, a ton. And I've, I've wanted to kind of model like a very a similar relationship like that. Like, that's what I want. I've seen what I want, what I want, uh, just because I've, you know, lived with that for the last 29 years of my life. Um, and so I can see how that influence can really affect Matt and, and stick with him. And obviously he's like, he, he was conflicted and he, and it was, it was difficult for him to like fully just 
let go of that. And I think it just kind of impeded him in his, his quest for, you know, finding what he wanted a little bit, just trying to compare it to, you know, the stuff with his dad too much. And, um, but I get it. I mean, how could, how, how could I not understand that, you know, mm-hmm. seeing that upbringing and, and what he had to go through with his dad and his dad not being there, it, you could really see how that just tore at him. And, um, he so badly wanted to create a different relationship. And so, um, you know, he was, I think just trying to, you know, be as safe and protect his heart as much as possible and protect the heart of the person he was going to end up with and the kids that, you know, he wants to have in the future. And, um, you have to admire that. Um, but you know, I think, yeah, I think that comment maybe impeded his, just it messed with him a little bit more yeah. than maybe his mom intended it for too. Yeah. Agreed. I think his mom was just trying to be honest and, you know, give her advice and her advice through the experience that she's obviously had in love sure. and in relationships. Um, but I think you you kind of hit it on the head there a little bit. I've, he kept saying too. He kept saying, "I could say what you want to hear. I could say what right. you know everybody wants to hear." He's like, "I'm not there," and he's like, "I don't think it's fair to the women." So I think he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't really being selfish. He was like saying, like, "I, I you know, if I, if I don't see a family and kids and a future with one of these women, then why get on a knee?" Which I respect. Right. You know, I respect 100%. that. I respect that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and even even more, I think, man, just again, more testament to Matt being this first time on the show, not having, you know, a previous experience and not giving into that pressure, which is such a thing. And, and that manipulation, which can, which can yeah. be a thing. Um, that's man, you had hat off to Matt for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And he even like sat down with Chris Harrison and was like, like I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, I feel like Chris was kind of shook there for a second. He was like, so like, you don't even want to get engaged at all now. Like, you know, <laughs> do you even like these women anymore? You know, he's like, what the hell's going on? Like, dude, you're yeah. just in love like 12 hours ago. Like, what the fuck happened today? I know, but hey, it's a confusing time, man. As you know, it's a lot of ups yeah, and downs. Yeah. yeah ain't that the truth? Yeah. So like you said, Matt's obviously conflicted uh, and he yeah. goes into this final date um, with Michelle and the whole date to me, it seemed like he was holding back, you know, and he had that like sure. weight on his he, he already, shoulder. He already knew. Yeah. Yes. At that point. And I honestly, and you've, you've kind of been there. I, I've been where Michelle's been, where I could, I'll be honest, like I, that final date with uh, Becca that I had was great and I didn't really feel it. But the day before when I met Becca with her family, I could feel it a little bit. Like, oh really? no. Yeah. I could feel it a little bit. My gut was being like, oh, she's acting different. She's acting weird. Something's off. Right. And so I've tried to fight through that, but I don't know what it's like to be on the other side where you kind of do where it's like, you know, you're going to hurt this person, you know, like, you yeah. know, and that's a horrible feeling. Like you're, you're a good person. That's a good person. Like we, nobody likes to hurt another human being and break, you know, a heart. And so I felt like Matt was trying to kind of like navigate that. Um, but still knowing in the back of his head, like, I'm going to hurt this one. Like, Oh man, how, what is that there, like, man? There's, <laughs> yeah, so it, it just, it sucks that that was like the, you know, I'd always say like talking about my experience after, like that was the worst part was hurting people, any relationships. Um, you know, that's, there's, there's, it, it's it never got easier. And obviously it only got harder towards the end. Yeah. And especially at the end, like when those are like this, the real, like solid, solid relationships, like the truly feelings were formed between. And like, even though there was feelings there and they're strong, you, you just, you know, it's, it's not like it takes you to the very, like the show likes to portray sometimes the very last second. Oh, now I know. Like, no, for the most part, like, you know, when someone's, when someone's probably going to leave and having to balance that act of, you know, being the role of, you know, the bachelor or the bachelorette, you, you just, you take pride in, in trying to do a good job and trying to be a good person and show respect that's deserved for everyone. Um, but it's such a fine line because it's so difficult to do that as you're tearing someone's heart out and, 
you can almost, and, and then when you can sense that they can kind of sense it as well, that makes it even harder. And then mm. pressures of the show of not being able to do it though, possibly at the time that you want to do it just makes it even harder and more confusing. Um, and I think another hard thing is just like, you could see like Michelle just kind of this yearning for just that closure, right. That everyone kind of craves in a relationship when it ends. And, um, you know, sometimes I know some like, I think for I struggle with like, sometimes you don't have like that perfect answer. You don't have, you know, exactly what you think that person wants to hear ready, like to say, it's just, it's just not there. It's, it's simply just, you just feel strong, stronger for someone else. And it's nothing against that other person. And that just, I remember was just the most difficult thing in the world. And, um, you know, again, there's just no easy way to do it, unfortunately. Yeah, there's really not. That's exactly like there's no one word that's going to make Michelle feel better. Like there's no one thing that Matt could have said. You know what I mean? And you could tell he, yeah, he was internally struggling. Like when when she gave him those jerseys, like the look on his face, like he was so thankful, but at the same time, he's like, oh no, that that was so tough to watch. Oh, it's so hard to watch. You could just feel it through the screen. Like, oh man, poor Michelle. But you're right. Like you never get closure. Like it's not like I felt like I had closure when I got, you know, dumped in the Maldives. It wasn't like I walked away being like, Oh, now I know why. Like you don't really get that in the show. And even more than this seemed even more, a little bit more abrupt, maybe because Michelle, I felt at least going into like, for me, the proposal, I knew like, this is the moment either it's me or it's not where I think Michelle kind of felt a little blindsided because she was just going in to like, have like a little final date, you know, little uh, conversation with Matt. So but I agree. Like, there's nothing Matt could have said. Like, I saw people out there being like, that was so, like, what? Like you said, people have favorites. They get pissed off when you, like, dump the right. favorite, their favorite. But, 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 but I actually I, I actually admire, too, what Matt did, not dragging out, you know, just to have both women come to a proposal. And um, if he knew then, which, you know, obviously he did, I, you can't be mad at him for ending the relationship then, you know? Yeah, absolutely. If anything, like, I think I look back because people ask me a lot, like, would you have rather been dumped? at your final date or would you have rather been done to the proposal? I'm like, honestly, like they, no matter what, it's going to suck. Like it doesn't right. freaking matter. Um, so I don't, I don't know what that answer would be. I don't think, I don't know what it would have been like to be dumped early. I don't know if that would have helped, but I get why Matt did it. Like you said, if you're feeling, if you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it, man. Like you might as right. well just kind of just rip the bandaid off. Band-aid. And- exactly. exactly. So I mean, Matt is obviously like hurting bad and he sits down with Chris afterwards to the point where he is like, like he's not even sure if he can move on, you know, with anything. He's like, I can't even go on the next date with Rachel basically. And, um, Chris goes in and tells Rachel. And at this point, if I was Rachel, I'd be losing it, man. Oh, like, 100%. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'd be a mess, dude. I'd be a mess. <laughs> the very end? Course, at the very course. end, you're, Chris comes, and not even Matt, like Chris comes in and goes, yeah, so like your final date that would like, you know, seal everything <laughs> could be a huge deal. It's just not going to happen. Like, it's not happening. Like, Rachel, yeah, Chris you, you gotta just, feel for Rachel on that. Yeah, Chris's delivery good. for that was just like so awful too, almost. <laughs> well, he was just yeah. kind of like abrasive a bit. He was like, "So Matt's having a really hard time." And Enjoy the rest not of sure. your day. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that that must have been an extremely stressful time for her, and just yeah, because she doesn't know where where Michelle is, and Michelle is there or not. She has no idea. Um, so she was probably only thinking the worst, and so that, that must have been tough for her. Yeah, it, it would have must have been super hard for her because yeah, you're right. She doesn't know where Matt's head's at. She doesn't know if maybe he's engaged with Michelle and just wants to like break up with Rachel, you know, break up with her. Exactly. Yeah, your head's gotta be spinning. You have no idea what's going on. You're imagining the worst. So I feel for her in that moment, obviously. Um, 
And then, you know, Matt's still struggling. He's conflicted. So, you know, he's like, I don't know if I want to get engaged. So the producers are like, send in Neil Lane, you know, like, what? Neil will do like, it. Yeah, Neil, Neil will change his mind. I, no, hey, honestly, man, I remember this is, honestly, I'll give you some, some behind the scenes with this. Neil, that, that actually kind of worked with me. Uh, you know, really? I don't know if that's a good thing to admit, but I remember I was conflicted like no other man. Mm. I remember back in Australia and I, I, uh, it was bad. I, I was, I remember they were going to film the Neil Lane uh, scene in my room and I just had to take a moment. I went to my, it was like a two room uh, little hotel thing. And um, I just was like stressing out and like, I was like hyperventilating. I just, like, I didn't know if I could do it at this point. I knew that it was just going to be, you know, I was just going to propose to one woman, but I didn't know if I, if I was ready or if I should do that. And I remember a producer came in and I was like, Hey, he's out there. He's waiting. He's waiting. And at that point I was like, this is the decision. I either go forward with this. I film this scene. I pick a ring out or I stop it. And obviously I didn't. So maybe they had a little uh, tip off that it worked. I don't know. I'll tell you what. Yeah. And I mean, I've met Neil Lane. I picked out a ring too, you know, and everything. And I tell you what, like there is something, there's some special about like picking out an engagement ring for like the woman you love, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a pretty cool moment and everything. And, you know, Matt was even to the point where I think he said something kind of similar to you where he was like, you know, maybe if I hold it and then I'll just know, you know, or like, you know, once he comes in, maybe I'll just know kind of thing. Um, it didn't seem like he really got that. Did he end up picking a ring? Like, I don't even remember. Yeah. Did he, he picked mm-hmm. a ring and like uh, yeah. kept it, right? Yep. He, did. In his pocket he never too. showed he it did. again though. Yeah. yeah, he did. He did a couple times. He, like he had, that had, day, some, uh, but, he had yeah. some compliment. Uh, he had some moments with it. Like, I think yeah, just, like staring know, like, at it and contemplating yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Contemplation yeah. moments. Yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking. Go yeah, and he, yeah. Had, he had it. He had it in his pocket too. You could see the box in his pocket when really? he was talking to Rachel. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I wonder yeah. if he really was just going by, like, the yeah, seat of his pants there, seeing if yeah. what he was going to do. Yeah, she walks up and he's like, "Well, you know, maybe I won't get engaged." And he just gets out on the. I don't know. Yeah, um, but let's yeah. So let's talk about this final scene, you know, of the of the season, and talk about, I guess, him and Rachel's moment, and we'll do that right after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. That was a pretty cool, like little like scene they had set up for like the the engagement. They had the fireplace, like that. That looked pretty amazing there at Nimical, and that was really cool. Um, gorgeous. Yeah, it was. It was really. She gorgeous. must have been freezing with that dress. Yeah. It looked like you could see his breath. I was like, oh man. Yeah, she had to be freezing. She's like, I'm gonna yeah, look good know. though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but w- Rachel walking up, like I was trying to put my shoes in, in, you know, put myself in Rachel's shoes. She didn't get the final date. She has zero idea what's going to happen. Um, I mean, not that you do in that moment, but I feel like she had even less um, confidence in what was going to happen. She's walking up. Um, you know, Matt's standing there. I lo- I thought it was interesting. She she talked first, and I thought she was she was pretty honest with how she was feeling. You know, she was like, "I was hurt by yesterday. You know, not getting yep. to see you, but I love you. You know, and all that kind of stuff." Um, I thought she handled that pretty well. And then Matt, you know, he kind of I don't Matt. Basically, I don't know what he said a lot at the beginning. Basically, he was like, I love you too, but like I can't get proposed to you in this moment. Which she seemed hurt by at first, but then she 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 glowed when he was like, But you I saw love that you. smile come right back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like she smiled and she was like glowing and he was like, I love you. And you know, I do see you. He said this, I do see you. 
as my wife, you know, in the future, just yeah. right now, I don't feel comfortable getting engaged. And she was like, totally cool with it, which, which I, I, I liked, I, I respect that. She was like, okay, like, let's try the real world, you know? So I thought that was pretty cool. Of course. I, I think that's awesome. And I think, uh, uh to be honest, I think a lot more of the, of these seasons should probably end that way just because realistically speaking, that's, that's just what makes the most sense. It's, uh, it's very, very difficult to, in the two months, you know, normally of filming and, um, you know, on top of that, maybe you got, maybe, he got, maybe they got 40 hours together, right. Of consecutive time before. So I think it was a very, uh, a mature decision on Matt's part. And, you know, obviously Rachel took it the right way and, and why would she not? And she truly, you know, loved Matt, which I have, you know, no doubt that, that she, that she still does. Um, you know, she's still hearing what she wants to hear. They're not ending the relationship and, um, you know, they're going to, like you said, take it to the real world and see if it can make it in that. And, um, so there's nothing but respect for, for both of them. And, and especially at, with how Matt chose to handle that. Yeah. And I thought he, his, his speech was great. And I, you're right. Like, like when you step back and look at the bachelors, like a whole, like objectively, it's crazy to think that you can like get engaged, which I understand because I picked out a rose. I mean, I picked out a ring. Like you picked it, like we know what we've right. been there. The feelings come like <laughs> yeah. people think we're crazy for feeling this in such a short amount of time. And a little bit of it definitely is heightened just from the nature of the show and the dates and all that. But I remember doing the math and I'm like, at the end, whoever ends up with each other, it's about 40, 45 hours of time with each other. You spend mm -hmm. more time in a weekend with your best friend, right? If you just <laughs> hang out the whole weekend. Yeah. Uh, so you got, you can't forget about that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it is real. real. The feelings are real You're in that moment. Yeah. And yeah, it's just like everything is, and it is even, you know, post, like the feelings are still there and everything. Like you do care about these people a lot. No doubt. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. So, you know, I know there are a lot of like pessimistic and, you know, people who watch this show and everything, but trust me, it's all very, very real. And you do care a lot about, you know, the people, the people that you, you meet in that, in that environment and everything. So, but you're right. I like, it, I wish there wasn't as much pressure to get engaged, you know, at the end there. And I think Matt and Rachel did do it right. Um, but unfortunately, uh, you know, it seemed to, to not really work out for them. And we'll get into that after the, you know, at the, after the final rose, but as yeah. a whole, Pete, what do you, what do you, do you think Matt was, a, you know, how do you think Matt did as a, as the bachelor? I, I have nothing but, but great things to say, honestly, about Matt and his, his whole experience. Um, you know, I, I think that going into the season, he, uh, there was something definitely very endearing about having zero experience and not being through, um, what most bachelors or bachelorettes go through, you know, him just being kind of thrust into it definitely something endearing about that and just him kind of picking things up as he goes and just experiencing everything for the first time with all the women as well. I love to see that aspect. Um, you know, I remember before he got, uh, before he left for Nemecole and I was able to talk to him for a little bit and it's like, I had to give him, had to give him my advice or what, if he wanted to listen mm -hmm. to it, just from my, my, my previous experience. And, um, you know, I just kept saying like, listen, man, there's going to be, you have no idea what's coming, obviously. Um, but, but what, what I can tell you for sure is you're not going to make everybody happy. And there's going to be so many cases where you just, you have to make these tough decisions and you're conflicted and you're confused or whatnot. And, you know, whatever decision you make, you're going to please one crowd and you're going to piss off another crowd. And that is okay. And you got to realize that, you know, as long as you just follow yourself, you follow your heart and you do as cliche as that is, but it's, it's what you have to do in this. Um, and you just, you do it for you and make these decisions for you. That's, you have nothing to worry about then. And you can hang your hat on that all day and feel good about it. Just treating people with respect that they deserve, obviously, but, um, you know, do things for you. And I think he did a good job of that. I think he, you know, he handled a lot of situations, um, you know, it's in a very mature, graceful, um, way. 
with, with a lot of the women, there was a ton of drama. I thought there was a ton of drama on my season. And I think this season <laughs> took the cake on <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. And, um, and just seeing him navigate that, you know, hats off to him again for that. He, he, he did a great job. Um, I think he, he truly, uh, was serious about this and truly wanted this to work for him in the end. And he put his whole soul into it. And, um, you know, I think that's really all you can ask for when you, when you, when you try to find a lead, uh, to go, you know, follow their love story and kind of live vicariously through it for, for a couple of weeks. Um, I think he had all those qualities and he, he, he showed them off well. And, um, you know, it's, it, it sucks. It's, it's, it sucks that it didn't work out in the end. Right. That's just no other way to put it. Right. Uh, yeah. cause I truly think he was invested in, um, I think he made a great lead. Yeah, I do. I think he was great. And I think you're right. Like, I think he put everything he had into this experience. I do. Like, I don't, I don't think he really held back. Like, I think he put everything he had from beginning to end and expect it's, it's even more honorable to me that he's never been on a television show before. And this man was the lead of one of the biggest in the country, you know, like (laughs) it's insane. Like it's insane. The the nerves that first night for him must've been like, I can't even imagine, bro. It's even more of an intimidating building than the, we're in it right now. (laughs) The mansion, it's like the white house. Dude, that's true. It is huge. That's gonna be super intimidating. No, I think I think Matt handled himself well this whole season. Um, as, going well as, into the, as well as just the pressure of being the first black lead. Yeah. Oh, in the show's I history. I can't imagine. Like, Absolutely. Of course. We can't yeah. imagine that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, you like, carried you himself relate. in such a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. He did. He did. On and, on and off camera and, you know, through the off season. And um, going into the final, after the final rose, you know, tonight, like, I was interested to see, there was a lot of conversations that were going to happen. Um, a lot of difficult, uncomfortable. I mean, I think Emmanuel said uncomfortable about 22 times throughout the after the final <laughs> yeah. rows. He, he made sure to plug yeah, that, you know, that yeah. Book. Yeah, he plugged <laughs> that book quite a few times, but there were a lot of uncomfortable conversations that had to be, ha- you know, that had to happen. Um, but I was interested to see how Matt, you know, responded to a lot of things. And I tell you what, and I, and I remember this before we get into the first conversation with Michelle, um, yeah. I remember this with me in my season, like from the, the night or you come up to the mansion, what you look like to the end. And then what, like you look like, you know, the first night to the end, like Matt looks just like he's aged 10 years. Like I remember oh, I looked like I aged person. 10 years. You look like you're aged 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Like we just look like a mess, man. And I felt that way with Matt. Yeah, man. Oh. Like, Oh, I just felt that way but with Matt. He, I was like, man, he's, rock, man. he's rocking the James Harden beard. I, I, I appreciate it. I I would okay. dude, I wish I could grow something like that, man. I would rock a beard if I could grow that, man. The fact, no, he yeah, he looks good and everything. Yeah, it does, man. It takes a toll on you mentally, physically, everything, man. Like it's it's a rough experience. It's it is, rough. and what people don't realize too, like just like as the season's airing, and then just hearing obviously just all the feedback, and whether it's positive or negative, and then just all the interviews and all the press, and have to keep this a secret, and just like the stress of that and the lack of sleep, like it definitely it takes a toll on you, no doubt. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and even if you try to not listen to the outside, you know, the, the, all the opinions, if you will, like there's nothing you can do, man, it's there and you're going to hear it. And it's, yeah, it's of course. not easy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we sit down, Emmanuel comes out, he's, he's, you know, hosting for, uh, stepping in for Chris Harrison during this after final rose. Uh, and his first conversation is with Michelle. Michelle comes out. First of all, it's super weird not having a live audience there for the so awkward so awkward man it's very weird just like it was super quiet and it was very dramatic like i think it added a sense of like i don't know drama to to the after final rose but it was really weird not hearing like applause when people came out and like of course yeah all that energy yeah yeah. Yeah, the energy exactly i had no energy to feed off of from the crowd um 
But what I was shocked with was his conversation. I mean, Michelle handled herself great up there. She answered, you know, Emmanuel was asking some tough questions. He was asking some he tough was. questions. Uh, Michelle, you know, kind of, I knew she was going to handle herself. She's incredibly poised and, and, you know, and she's just an intelligent woman. And she handled herself really well. Uh, but I thought the one part she, she talked about was how she asked Matt, I guess, when she was dumped, um, she asked the producers for some time with Matt. Two minutes, I think she said, two minutes with Matt to try and get some closure. And I guess he refused. Um, and I was I was kind of shocked by that. Uh, what did I mean? What did you think about that when she said that? Yeah, I um, I actually don't. I I must have stepped out of the room. I I don't remember that part of the conversation. Uh, but that's I didn't know that. Um, mm -hmm. that was I don't know why he he would have done that. Um, I know that it it definitely seemed like a little a little rush. He obviously when he when they were ending things, he kind of just like ripped the bandaid off and. Um, and, and that was that. And I think, I guess maybe if I'm trying to put myself in Matt's shoes, just, you know, didn't want to prolong it or, or, or cause mm -hmm. any more pain, just kind of wanted to step away from it. And he, you know, stressed enough as it is and going through enough and has just, you know, bro essentially broken Michelle's heart. Just, you know, I don't know me, me personally, if that would have happened to me, I would have, I would have, you know, spoken with whoever it was, um, you know, for two minutes and I'm surprised the producers were going to actually allow it to happen. Well, you know, did you also later, later in uh, the ATFR, um, Matt said that he didn't realize that they were looking for him. Well, I thought he said that she, he didn't realize she was that hurt. I don't know. So, like, did the producers even go to Matt with it? Possibly not. There's, yeah. there's a good chance that they didn't. And mm -hmm. yeah, because I, I don't, I don't see Matt if if he heard that Michelle wanted mm -hmm. to talk to him, and I don't see him saying no to that, especially just for two minutes. And if that's something that she needed, you know, why yeah. why wouldn't he have done that? Agreed. And even at that point, Michelle's so broken and so heartbroken, you know, like just so it's a mess, which I don't blame her. Like, right. I, I don't even know if it would have helped to maybe see Matt. Like, I think it, it could have just made it worse, you know? Exactly. It probably wouldn't have just prolonged yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's already done, you know? Yeah. So going into the conversation with Matt and Michelle, you know, uh, Emmanuel brings out uh, Matt and I was pretty shook by how upset Michelle still was. Like she she was still a bit of a mess. Like she was, she yeah. was crying pretty visibly good. She's, yes. Visibly, visibly upset. And I mean, she clearly, we, we know that she had genuine feelings for him. We could see that on the screen. We could tell, but the fact that she still felt that way, however many months later, um, I was kind of surprised by that. Yeah. I mean, that's it. That's a, that kind of brought me back. Uh, you know, it's, you go through, it's, it's been a while, right? Since they've last mm. seen each other. It's not, you know, the show just ended, but it's been a couple of weeks now or a couple of months since they saw each other. And, you know, I remember for me, I remember feelings kind of coming, I didn't know how I was going to react. Um, it, it was, I was kind of scared. I was nervous, mm -hmm. like first time being on, on live TV and you just, you don't know. Um, but now you could definitely see, yeah, she was very busy, visibly upset, obviously felt extremely hard for him. And, um, you know, that, that, that was sad to see, but I'm, I'm glad they could get somewhat a little bit more of closure, you know, they're on stage and allow her to kind of fully move on and, and look forward to the next chapter that's about to start for her. Yeah, I was kind of I was going to ask you that because so again, I've been in like Michelle's shoes before and I know it's uh, I was super nervous like to see back on that stage and to see what that was going to be like. But you, how is it like what is it like to like, oh my God, I have to see this ex, this woman, this like heart I just broke. Uh, I did literally just like the whole world just watched me break her heart. And now I got to mm -hmm. sit here and like, were you, were you in your moment, you know, scared of what maybe questions you were going to get asked? Um, like, what was that like for you on the couch? I, I wasn't scared. Of, like, 
honestly, man, I was just, I was, uh, I was terrified just, just to see her just cause like my heart was, was breaking so much for her and, and just for how everything like, unfortunately it ended. Um, I was prepared to answer any question because I was just going to be honest. And at the end of the day, like there's nothing else I could have done was just be honest. I wasn't going to lie. And, um, so I wasn't scared to answer any questions, but just, that, it's just that initial, that first moment. I remember, you know, seeing her come out on stage and I, I had to like hold back tears mm-hmm. and, you know, obviously like what had happened happened and it was for a reason, but I still cared so deeply about her. And, um, it's just, it was just a very emotional, uh, time. And, you know, at that point too, when you have all the energy of the, of the audience and whatnot, it only just heightens those emotions even more. And, um, you know, I, uh, yeah. I guess to add some humor to it, but seeing her reaction to me kind of quickly, just like made me like not yeah. be as emotional because <laughs> she wasn't yeah. having it. So, um, <laughs> I guess yeah. that probably maybe did help but a little bit. <laughs> it, it, honestly, it did. I was like, all right, Peter, get it together. It's okay. Like she hates your guts. Just <laughs> have this, have this conversation. So <laughs> that's pretty funny. Uh, but it also is, is like this like line, you know, that you're trying to balance because you're trying to be respectful of the, the relationship you're in at this point, you know, Matt wasn't but like for you, like you're trying to be respectful of the relationship that you're in while also showing empathy and sympathy towards the woman you just broke up with. It's such a fine line and so hard. It would be so hard to be the lead, man. I say it all yeah. the time on this podcast, but like being the lead would be so difficult. It's so much more difficult than anybody, yeah. anybody can ever yeah, yeah. comprehend. Him. Yeah. Man, I didn't even—I didn't even know how mine was going to end at that point either. So yeah, that's yeah. Even crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just insane, man. Yeah, you're you're after final rose. I at the, the, that time, I felt like you're after final rose was the most dramatic we've ever seen. But then I think last night, I, I think this it. took the cake. Though. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent, man, hundred percent for sure. Uh, yeah, so like you said, Michelle got got a little bit of closure at seeing Mike, and she, you know, I, Emmanuel was like, "Why don't you, you know." this might be the last time you see him. Like, what do you tell him? And she's like, I, you know, I, I'm glad I met you. Like all that kind of things, you know, she also threw a couple fun jabs at him. Yeah. She did. Kissing. I appreciate that too. Like his go-to line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come up with a new phrase. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thanks <laughs> for sharing. Yeah, thanks, yeah, for thanks for sharing. sharing. Yeah. Or thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She got her pretty good. So that, that was, she seems like a really funny woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after that conversation, Michelle leaves the stage and Emmanuel and, and Matt sit down uh, yeah. together and they they have some really powerful conversations. And this is where I felt like Emmanuel was, a, obviously, he's going to be a little nervous. He's going to be a little tight. You know, he's filling in for Chris Harrison. He's like done this job for 20 years. Huge sure. stage. I felt like he was a little tight. He wasn't bad or anything during the beginning, but I felt like he really hit his stride when he sat down with Matt. And, opened up a lot more. I, I thought yes. the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. He, he really seemed to open up and get a little bit more comfortable up there. And they had some, some really like I said, powerful conversations and some questions. And there was a lot of things that kind of hit home to me that, like we've said multiple times in this podcast, we can't relate. Like there are certain things that have happened this season. Like we just, we just can't, we're just not able to understand, you know, what it's like to be a black man in America. Like we don't know what right. that's like. Um, and I think there was a moment Emmanuel talked about how, you know, it's was, you know, obviously Matt had a lot of pressure going in being the, the first bachelor and he had a lot of outside pressure, but Emmanuel was like, you know, did you feel any inner pressure? You know, did you feel any pressure from yourself? Because Emmanuel was like, you know, I know I feel pressure every day because like sometimes I'll meet a white person and he'll be like, I might be the only black person this person interacts with for the rest of the day. So I need to make like an incredible, I need to be like a role model, I need an incredible I don't know. This needs to be a great interaction because this mm-hmm. might be the, you know, and I'm like, damn, that like hit home for me. I was like, man, I don't like, that's incredible to think like that's the kind of pressure a lot of black men and women put on themselves. You know, like that was just powerful right. for me. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, and it, 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 true as, as, as a white man, you just, you don't realize that 
since you were a little kid growing up, you just have never thought that way and never had that thought process. And um, it definitely is powerful to just hear that from Emmanuel and just, and just try to put yourself in his shoes, put yourself in Matt's shoes. And um, I think, yeah, it was a touchy moment, powerful moment. Um, and just, you know, for sure opened my eyes. And I think opened a lot of people's eyes, you know, around the country that were watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I'm so glad that Emmanuel was the host. I think that was important. You know, mm-hmm. I think that was an important conversation to have between two black men. And so, um, yeah, I thought it was really powerful. And I'm, I'm glad they had they took time to really... And Emmanuel asked some hard questions. He did. He asked some hard questions he throughout the, after the final rose, um, which I really respect. Back, yeah. yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't. So um, I'm glad they and were also, able to sit down. And also one other thing that, that Matt said that uh, that really, I think, like opened my eyes to his experience on the show was if it was any other lead that had been asked, it would just to be to find love. But he felt right. the, uh, he felt the pressures and the weight of all the social justice issues going on in the country at the time and the diversity of the show on his back. Yeah. And that's tough. Uh, and I feel for him. And I, I hate you see from like the very first episode, just like the stress, the weight that mm-hmm. he had on his back, you know, the whole time of what he, you know, who he should have picked or who he should, the type of person he should have ended up with. Um, we need to get rid of that. That needs to disappear. And, you know, hopefully last night was a good step in that direction. Um, you know, to just, you know, obviously we're going to have many, many more, you know, black leads, bachelors and bachelorettes. And that, that should not be any more topic of conversation in my yeah. opinion. No, I agree. I mean, Matt, I mean, Eric, we talked last night, right after the episode, you know, we were like, you couldn't have picked like, the, t- the tumultuous time in American history right now with everything that was happening, whether it be the pandemic, you know, all of the, the riots, the BLM, all of that happening, and then be the first black lead. Like, I couldn't imagine, dude, I'd, I'd be so hard for him. And it was just a tumultuous time in the history right now of, of America. And then to throw in being the first black bachelor, whew, oh man, he, he had a lot stacked against him. And I, I think he said, like we said earlier, I think he handled himself really well, but he had, he had a lot stacked against him, you know? Would have been no, really hard. He, he most definitely did. But yeah, like I said, handled himself most you know best way possible in my opinion yeah yeah. uh so we talked about rachel and matt so they you know they sat down on that couch and we're going to talk about their conversation next the moment we've all kind of been waiting for because the way that the show ended you know rachel and and matt are still together and basically before rachel even comes out there emmanuel did ask matt he's like "Are are you guys together and and matt said you know no we're not and so we're waiting for Rachel to come out. Rachel finally comes out and he talks to Rachel alone first, actually. So Emmanuel talks to Rachel alone first. Um, they, they talk about, you know, so the, some of the, I don't know, the, the things that have come out about it. I don't know how to put it. You know, the, I think, what did he say? The insensitive, what was he calling it all night? Like racially insensitive, some racially insensitive things have come out uh, about Rachel throughout the season. And basically, he mm-hmm. really just pressed her ignorance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was like, you know, they talked about the antebellum photos um, and what she wore and then and, uh, how she felt throughout, um, you know, what was happening and when those came out. And um, I mean, he, I asked know, like, a, he asked that direct question. Who do you blame for your ignorance? Yeah. And and she she took blame. I mean, yeah, she, what, she, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. What did she say with that again? She she basically said it was her fault. Like she doesn't she doesn't yeah. want to blame her upbringing. She doesn't want to blame the people around her. She doesn't want to blame being from the South. She was just kind of like. That, okay, it was yeah, on me, okay. you know. Yeah. She was like, "It was on me." Um, I don't want to sit I think here and she make did, excuses. She did a good job of taking ownership. She she put no blame on anyone else, and you know she could have very easily done that and tried to deflect. But I think there is credit, uh, you know, owed to her for how she she did take responsibility the entire time, in my opinion. The entire time on after final rose, and the entire time from the very beginning, from her first 
uh, like statement. I think she right. hasn't blamed anybody. She hasn't tried to like, I don't know. She hasn't tried to make excuses. She's just completely owned everything, which I respect. And I hope she continues to do that and, you know, put in the work and everything. But sure. I thought she handled herself pretty well last night. You know, I think the one thing I was kind of shocked by was when Emmanuel asked her if, you know, obviously Matt's the first back bachelor. They ended up together at the end. Was she ever worried about these photos or any other photos getting out? Uh, and she said, no. And I think it was her just being, and she even said like, if I'm being completely honest, no. And I think she mm -hmm. was being really honest. It was like, no, at the time, like, I don't, like you said, I think it was kind of a bit ignorant. Like I didn't think she knew exactly just how bad, you know, those, those antebellum photos were and everything. And I think obviously she, she knows now, but um, right. I thought that was interesting to hear from her where she was just like, no, you know, I didn't foresee that happening. No, I agree. And I, and I, I believe her. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I think she, she said it herself. Yeah. That she was ignorant with, with those posts and in the moment it was, yeah, it was, it was pictures with, you know, she was just taking with her friends. Um, obviously now all that's come to light and, um, you know, I, I do, obviously she's received a lot of criticism and, and it's been, I can't imagine it's been very, very tough for her, but, um, just my take on it. I don't know her at all, but seeing what she's been through, I, I, I do feel like she, you know, this has struck a chord with her. I do feel like, you know, if she were to go back in time, this, it would not have occurred again. Um, I do see that learning and that growth coming and, and I hope that she continues that down that path. And I think she will, um, you know, I think there was a question to, uh, I, this is just a shot in the dark, but I, I think Emmanuel asked like, why, why did it take so long for you to address everything? And at first my, just after being through the show, I'm like, well, it probably wasn't her call. The show was yeah. probably saying, all right, you're releasing this statement thing. on this date. So I thought maybe that was a little odd that they asked her that question. Um, but cause it probably wasn't her, her call. Uh, just yeah. to be fair, but yeah, it wasn't only was it and probably not her call, but then last night it's like she could come out and be like, Well, the fucking show said no, you know, like right. she couldn't yeah. do that last night, you know, exactly. So yeah, it was almost like maybe the show was covering their ass and being like, You have to answer I, it this way, yeah, it's yeah, which is annoying. And I, yeah. again, I don't know for sure if that's the right. case, but just immediately I'm like, eh, and I don't mm -hmm. know about that. No, I, I felt this, yeah. that's funny because I felt the same way in that moment too. I was like, Yeah, they control everything, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I mean, all in all, like I said, I think. Rachel's, you know, she, she was took full accountability. Um, she's, she's tried to be like, also, you know, like it's not white, white America. It's not your apology to accept. Like it's, you know, it's black America, and, you know? Said, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, um, all in all, like I thought that conversation with Emmanuel as well. And I thought Emmanuel did a good job of not feeling like he was attacking her. You know, he was asking her good, hard questions, but also it wasn't like ganging up on her and bullying her. So I thought he did a good job. Right. Uh, and, and then Matt comes out. Yep. And I got a lot to say about this conversation because it was not much was said, yet it was incredibly powerful. So, I mean, me and Eric oh talked God. about that. Like it was still incredible. The silence in itself was powerful. Um, and even it, at times it was uncomfortable because so I don't, it's a hard, this is a, such a hard conversation to break down because Rachel basically was still like, it almost seemed like she thought she was going in this conversation and they'd get back together. Like that almost chance, seemed yeah. the vibes, right? She was like, I still love you. And I like, I don't know how I'm going to fall in love with anybody else from here. And I was just like, Oh my gosh. Like, did you think you're going to get back together with him? It's kind of hard yeah. to watch. I, I could get that sense as well, mm -hmm. but I, I agree, man, that, that silence, you could just, you could see just the pain. He didn't say a word, but you yeah. could just see the pain that he had gone he through hurting. for the last couple of weeks and, and the struggle. And, and you just imagine that. Imagine being in that position. And I, I believed he was fully in love, you know, with Rachel. I, I truly do. Um, I bought it. And, and I, and I still think a part of him is, if you know, I don't think you could fully lose that. 
Um, I think and, you could tell just by like how much she was struggling last yeah, night. Yeah, he didn't, much didn't know what to say. Her. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. He could not find the words at all. No, so and very powerful. I thought I, I didn't know what to really. I mean, I guess I did. I thought the conversation could go a little different. Like I thought this whole time, you know, I've, I've thought a lot about like, Oh God, I can't imagine what Rachel's going through like this, you know, like she made huge mistakes and she deserves a lot of criticism and stuff, but also like, whew, she was going through the ringer, you know, but I guess sure. when you look back to, it's like, you kind of forget like Matt, not only being the bachelor must be incredibly difficult, but then he finally picks, you know, Rachel and he's in love with her and everything. And then all this comes out like that must've been incredibly difficult for Matt. And so at times I think I forgot how this part might be difficult for Matt. You know, everybody thinks like, you know, he broke up with her and then that was the end all be all, but that's not the case. He was heartbroken probably himself. You know, he's and also like, he was hurt. And, and like Blake and difficult. I, you know, we did talk last night at the show and this is also Matt's first time to speak on anything. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, he's been silenced. Yeah. I mean, he's, he right. hasn't, he hasn't had an opportunity to speak. So. And it, it, it go ahead. Yeah. At times <laughs> I felt like Matt wanted to say more. Like, I oh, think yeah. a lot of that was I like, think he, he was, said a lot with his nonverbals though. Yeah. Oh, the nonverbal. Yes. I'm glad yeah. you said that because nonverbal, he was, I don't even know if he made eye contact with Rachel really. Like it seemed like yeah. he was completely but, detached. It was almost like she, he was angry and super disappointed. Yeah. And just couldn't put it into words. Like. And just, yeah, just hurt and just didn't know how to, how to get that out. I, I, I know I'm sure we'll get into that. I, I just have some, some thoughts on maybe how it could have gone differently um in regards you know to their relationship i i don't know if this will be like the you know this will be the unpopular opinion or whatnot but i just feel like you know you they just finished the show you just you know saw their their love story come to an end on the show and, and then boom you're an afr and who knows exactly what transpired between the end of the show and to this moment with their breakup and all that but obviously they felt extremely strong for each other and i just feel like in this time that we're in right now where there is so much hate and there is so much divide and there is just so much um, pain and, you know, a lot of learning that's going on as well, which is great, but this is a tough time that we're all going through, especially with just racial equality and whatnot. I felt, this is my opinion, that this could have been such a more powerful example of love or a statement if they would have stayed together. And, you know, throughout all that adversity that they were going through, um, when, in my opinion, the, the, the solution is not more division with just the, with everything that's going on in this world, if they were to come together even tighter and yes, there would have been a lot of, lot of opinions about that. Um, a, a ton of, you know, disagreements for sure, but the message that that could have sent and making it through this together. And I know, you know, people will be like, oh, well, you know, she has, she has to do this work on her own or whatnot. And, and I, I don't fully agree with that. I, I think that, you know, in a relationship, it, while it's not, it will never be, you know, Matt's responsibility, right. To, uh, to walk her down that path or to, you know, help her with that. There's part of being in a relationship with someone where that just is a natural occurrence and you, you help someone take a step forward and you guys, you know, kind of lean on each other in that regard. And I just, I don't know, I would have, I think for me, just the the hopeless romantic and the the fan of the show that I've been for so long, um, it sucks to see a show end that way. You know, I, I look at my season and my season, you know, was was tough too, and the mm-hmm. way it ended, I just want so badly to see like you know Tasha and Zach, right? That's what we want. Um, I, I just so badly wanted to see that kind of. I just think it would have been a really great moment for all of Bachelor Nation, 
um, in the end to, to see this somehow work out through all the adversity and come out the end together. That's just my opinion. And that was, uh, that was one question Emmanuel asked Matt earlier in the episode and Matt deflected off of it and mm-hmm. didn't answer it. He deflected. He a did. He, yeah. He did ask. He's like, couldn't you have grown with her and to help maybe teach her? And Matt really didn't answer that question. Yeah. yeah and, and I, yeah. And I get that. It's not, it's not his responsibility to do that for sure. Like, oh, that's for sure. It, it's not on him, but I, that's also, but that's, that's what love is in my opinion. And, and that's something that, you know, it should, it, it, it could have worked. I, I don't think people would have been mad if, if, if Matt decided, listen, I, you know, I'm head over heels for this girl. I love this girl. And, and I, I want to help her. Like, think about, you talk about the work, right. That people can put in, you know, aside from, you know, reading books and watching documentaries and, and trying to educate yourself that way. Think about the education and the growth that can occur from just speaking with someone that's gone through, you know, situations that you've never even imagined in your life and having face-to-face conversations and hearing those stories. Think about the kind of growth that can occur that way. Um, so again, this may be the unpopular opinion, but just a thought that I had. I think I think actually it's it's not that unpopular. I think a lot of people actually might share that opinion with you uh, from what I had seen from reactions from last night and everything. I think I think you're right. Like there's no better like learning experience than like more or less hands-on learning experience. You know, sure. like, you can read the books, you can do the documentaries, but unless you're there and you're speaking with certain people and you're, you're experiencing that. Yeah. I mean, it would obviously, I think her learning curve, I guess, if you will, or like her, whatever you want to call it would have been a little faster had they stay together. And you're right. right. We both just said like, it's not like it was Matt's responsibility, but yeah, we were, we're all rooting for a love story and we're all rooting for you them. You want to see it. Yeah, right, exactly. You, know? you want to see them, them, you know, end up, together through all the adversity and through all of that like love perseveres if you will you Th- know think so, about that message in today's day right like how i understand exactly what you're saying yeah, yeah it would have been okay. it would have been it would have been enormous you know and that's why a lot of me wonders because i do like we've been talking i do think matt genuinely loved her <clears throat> and still maybe does and so yeah. I, I don't know if there's still some more stuff to come out and like because he just for me i thought matt was going to come in a little bit more empathetic to rachel i thought he was going to come in even a little more sympathetic and it seemed like he was just not having it like with the nonverbals, even with the things he wasn't saying, like, I was just like, I was shocked. He was the way he was. So part of me is like, is there more to the story? Can he not say, I could could see that he was very headstrong. He like, he knew exactly how that conversation was going to go or or not go. And he wasn't going to waver from that. So you bring up a good point there. Yeah. I was a completely different side. Maybe we'll never know, you know, maybe we'll never know. That was a completely different side of Matt. We hadn't seen. No. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen a very right. sympathetic and empathetic. I mean, man, even not that last night. And then, like at the end, you know, he was like, you know, would you like like to embrace one more time? Like he couldn't even look at her. Couldn't even look at her. Like that was bizarre to me. Like you That's... can't even hug her. I don't know, man. It was a lot for me to watch. I was, I don't know how to feel about it. Like part of me is like, is there something we don't know? Uh, or it was Matt just like so detached, and so cold, so frustrated with her and angry with her that he was just like not having it out. It was. It was a hard yeah, conversation. There, there's, it was a hard conversation, and it's one though that I'm, that I think, yeah, I'm glad happened, and I'm mm. glad I, I do think Emmanuel did did a great job, um, mm. asking those questions and and whatnot. But I don't know, man. I just again, it comes back down to what I know, dude. I know you're the hopeless romantic too, man. It's, yeah, <laughs> love is such a nice, freaking yeah. powerful thing, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this whole we're just we're, we're divided so much right now, and like we got to stop that, like just. I'm not trying to like preach this here, but we got to come together a little bit more and stop like pushing each other away and canceling people. All it is is a circular firing squad. No one's perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's just, 
I don't know. That's a good way it, to put it. Circular fire sweat. I like that. I'm going to use that. That's exactly yeah. what it is, dude. It is. At some point, you're going to get hit. So, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and you're right. Like it could have been a, an incredibly powerful moment had they, you know, love. It's almost like it's seek, you know? like seek counsel, not cancel. Yeah, exactly. seek counsel, not cancel. Yeah, exactly. True. Yeah, so. I th- yeah, I think Emmanuel said that too, or I don't know if mm-hmm. I, I saw an interview about him saying that, but um, yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it was a hard conversation and. I think there's still some more to come out and we'll, we'll follow, you know, everything, but um, I feel for everybody involved in this situation because it seems like there really wasn't a happy ending at all this season. You there know? was no winner at all. No, not even a little bit. You know, it was just like, everybody just came out. Hopefully a lot of people like everybody gets stronger because of it, you know, and what they went through, but man, it was, it was hard to watch last night. And I feel even this podcast in a way has got like this ominous feeling because like yeah. after watching last night, it's just kind of like, man, he just, you wanted like, love yeah. so bad and it's very different happy. than our, uh, recap finale of Tasha and Zach Tasha. yeah exactly we're super happy <laughs> yeah exactly it's it's just, it should have like, come on that one guys yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just the feeling we had last night was just like uh but we were able to end on a high note at least we got yeah. two bachelorettes yeah. coming up we have Amen. Katie first and Michelle and I'm super pumped I love both these women I'm really excited for them to be bachelorettes I think they're both gonna make incredible bachelorette so at least we ended on that so, note you know so to be clear they're they're, they're doing it's not like uh uh Caitlin and like her season, they're doing two different two separate, seasons. Yeah, she, uh, yeah. Katie, Katie's in the summer, and then Michelle's in the fall. Yeah, so Katie, VIP, Michelle. Yeah, and then Bachelor wow. again. Yeah, yep. Bachelor Nation jam packed. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> no off season for us. Is we're going to be busy as hell, Eric. Zero, <laughs> making up for it, pumping out content. Yeah, got? man. So, but I'm I'm excited. So. I love, both these women are really strong women. Um, like they're not going to take any shit, you know. And I I think they both genuinely want somebody. They're both a little older, and they they do yeah. want you know, that, that engagement at the end or that, at least, you know, to find the love of their life. So I'm excited. For yeah. That. And I think there's a very good chance. You look at both of them and you, you just like Katie was saying, like, she's like, you know, perfect way to say it in her, the best version of herself right now. And, and Michelle, you could see is just on that level. I think looking at this right now, there's a very, very good shot that you could see this working out for both of them. So fingers yep. crossed and all the best of them. Yeah. Fingers yeah. crossed because we haven't, yeah, it's been, it's we been, need it. Yeah, exactly. We need it, baby. Bastion Nation needs it. We need it. So, um, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Um, but all in all, you know, it was, it was like we talked about you. I thought you're after the final rose was intense, man. This one will beat it, dude. This, <laughs> this one, one beat definitely. It. Thanks dude, guys. Appreciate one. it. They, they <laughs> this one beat yeah. it, man. Oh man. Crazy, so man. I, yeah. now, 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 now let's get into your after the final rose. Um, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, we do. We do have some questions for you though, because of course, man, everybody kind of wants to know, um, what you've been up to. It's been, dude, has it been a year now, right? It's been a year. It's been yeah, yeah. just a year. It's been a year since uh, your season, which I'm glad. I'm sure you're glad that is all freaking behind you. Uh, I, I know I was absolutely. with you in my season and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. man, I bet that's a good feeling. Um, we've got quite a few fan questions here, and some and some actually really good ones, man. Because, and I, one of the biggest ones, and I get asked this a lot too, man. Um, like if you could go back a year from now, like what would Pete now? I mean, and you gave. By the way, I want to say you gave great advice to Matt. Like you just talked about that. Like I thought that was great advice. Like you can't make everybody happy, and I think that's something you can take into the real world too. Like you're never going to totally. make so many happy, different you know? aspects of your life yeah. for sure. Yeah. So that was great advice. But if you could tell, you know, Pete, a year from now before you know your season and everything, what would you, would there be something that you you'd want him to know? Like, is there something that you you'd tell him to to be careful about or whatever? Uh, I mean, again, I'm just yeah going to kind of just repeat on that because that for me 
going into into that experience, yeah, obviously it's so different being on the backstrap, being a contestant and just focusing on one person and that's all your energies on that one person. But I, in my nature, have always been just kind of a people pleaser, right? And that's just been who I am. And there's a certain part of that that I don't want to ever fully lose, but definitely a part that I've grown enormously from, from just a year ago when that, when, you know, when the show ended and, um, that's honestly what it would be, man. Just go into this. And again, always, you know, show everyone the respect that they deserve, you know, never treat anyone poorly. That's just not the kind of person I am, mm -hmm, but, mm -hmm. but understand you got to be selfish. A lot of the times you got to make decisions for yourself and just, you know, whether it's pulling that bandit off faster or just realizing that this is what you got to do and people are going to hate it. People are going to love it. Do it anyways. Um, so yeah, I would just say that exact same thing. Yeah. I think that's great advice. Um, Dude, so how, how, let's, let's go back to a lighter note now. Dude, how's New York? How do you like New York, man? How's New York? How's NYC? How's all that? New York's a, a freaking blast, man. Loving it. Been out there for about two months. Um, obviously, Dustin came out about a month ago and uh, moved in. So it's been it's been a great uh, adjustment. Got my dog out there. Uh, trip. He's 16. Um, he's loving it. Uh -huh. And then uh, uh, Dustin's got his dog, Sophia. Uh, we've been making, you know, making a lot of friends. Honestly, the, the New York hospitality has been unreal. Like it's quite surprising to be honest. That's um, pretty cool, yeah. Been loving it. City's starting to open up, and you're really just feeling that energy come back. And just that, it's something I've always wanted to do for a very long time. So I'm, I'm stoked to be able to cross it off the bucket list. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's great. Man. We definitely cool. missed that boys trip. Looked like uh, you guys had some fun last weekend. Yeah, I know. Pretty upset. I know. You guys got to yeah. make it out for sure. We're gonna come out. We're gonna come out to New York for sure at some point. Hundred percent. Yeah, I got a lot of yeah, buddies. I mean, dude, there's a lot of Bachelor Nation people out there now too, yeah. man. A lot. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm originally from New York. Yeah. yeah. So nice. Yeah. yeah. We're we're starting a, actually a flag football uh, team. Uh, actually, this Thursday we got. I haven't met Dale yet. Dale's coming and uh, Joe and and um, Dr. Joe. I met Dr. Joe the other night. Oh, Dr. Joe. Yeah, yeah. He's a cool dude. So yeah, a lot of Bachelor guys are out there. Dude, yeah, it's it's kind of shocking how many there are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's good though. I'm glad you're enjoying it out there, man. Because yeah, New York's a cool city. How is it right now though? With like the whole like, does the city seem a little like dead compared to like it? Yeah, normal. It it, it did honestly when I got out there beginning of January, it definitely was. But I've already in the in two months or you know going on three months here, it's been honestly I've already seen the uptick and like the curfew is getting pushed back and you know the tourism's not really back yet. But you're seeing your subways are are, are full again or getting full. Um, definitely definitely starting to pick up um and it's pretty fast I would speaking say. of the subway system have you learned it yet no <laughs> absolutely <not. laughs> do you think you ever will <laughs> i well no because freaking your iphone takes care of it for you so it's just like it it'd be nice it's it's convenient right but all you do is you put in your location you can hit subway and it tells you exactly what trains to do so it's just mindless oh, i yeah. i don't actually know what i'm doing i'm just following my phone like you know so many but <laughs> That's great. I didn't know that was an app because I always get lost in New York, no matter what. I get lost everywhere, but that's I'm, I'm the, that yeah, on the map or the Google Maps function. Yeah, you can press subway oh. and it tells you all the train, what when you got to connect and all that stuff. So it's got oh, all shit. it for you there. That's nice. Yeah, that's nice, man. Yeah, so, another, man, uh, yeah. oh, I was going to say another question. Uh, what kind of plane are you flying right now? I uh, so right now I'm not actually flying for Delta just because we cut back capacity by so much. But, but good did news you buy recently. A plane? recently or? oh so that that plane yeah so no i didn't i did not buy a seaplane that's a company that I, i'm partnering with uh, icon and um it's a great two-seater amphibious airplane which means it can land on the water land on land and um i'm about to i'm just get finishing all my checkouts right now to become a demo pilot for them out of uh, the new york area and so that's going to be sweet because doing flights on the hudson and landing on that's the water the statue of liberty and all that so um the most fun airplane I've ever flown in my entire life um just an absolute blast so that's what i've been uh keeping busy with 
That's cool. That's great. I'm glad you're still out there flying. I knew you would be, but yeah, you seem like that's like where your happy place is. It seems like, man, that's like where you kind of like escape a little uh, bit. That's where I truly, I got to feel most alive every time it puts a smile on it. We actually got to, <laughs> Dustin's not the best flyer. So he's, he gets very, very <laughs> oh. nervous. But those little, about those little planes. Oh, forget it. I can't even do PJs. I struggle. Really? <laughs> yeah, because you feel yeah, everything. You, you feel every little gust. And he, we took him up in a small little bonanza the other day. And he was just freaking out like in the back and pulled <laughs> in the seat. And, and then, then we took a helicopter yesterday, actually, saw that. Here to the airport. Saw that. And he, we loved it. I mean, I loved it. It was freaking awesome. And he was the most nervous Nelly ever. It was hilarious to watch. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's great, man. Uh, so, man, the million dollar question. Are you single right now, man? I am 100% single. Yeah. Single it's, is a I just, yeah, I've been through, been through obviously a lot, um, you know, the last kind of two years and, um, uh, I need to be single right now. I, I know that, um, I'm okay with that. And, you know, I'm excited just to, it's the, the cliche stuff, but it's true. Like I just need to kind of just focus on myself and I put so much energy into, you know, trying to chase these relationships for the longest time. And I've had beautiful relationships, you know, it's no knock on them, but I, you know, right now I'm just in a place where I need to focus on Peter and that's what I'm doing. Yeah, dude, it's kind of crazy to think you, you've basically been in a relationship. For well, he pretty years. much, you, you were pretty dating, much, you know, you were dating Hannah and then you were, you know, yeah, like dating yeah, 30 women and then it went from boom to boom. Crazy, to boom. Yeah. dude. I crazy. figured by now you'd be on like the sixth or seventh contestant. On <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. Get out of here. I, I, I knew so Eric could make that joke. That. I get so much Low hanging fruit. I, I, yeah. It, hey, I guess I did it to myself. Yeah. But. Um, no, Hey, it is what it is, but I mean, you can't ever say that you didn't fucking try, man, because like you did, (laughs) no, no regrets. Yeah. Honestly, like it's a good way to look at it. We'll see you in paradise. (laughs) That's not what we're saying. (laughs) Maybe Dustin, but I, that's just so not in the realm of thinking right now. Um, just being very honest with you guys. So. That, that was going to be one of my questions, but I think that was the right answer for sure, dude. Do not go to paradise. <laughs> yeah, At least not right now. You know, not right now. Yeah. Not right. What about you, man? You, you had not there? Hey, hey, hey this is my podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm turning the table. <laughs> no, because I'm like, dude, if Pete goes down there, it's just all of his ex-girlfriends. I, that would be a super fucking show. weird, man. Yeah, it'd be a total oh, God. shit show, man. I, who, who would I go on a date with? Seriously, that'd be the know, weirdest dude. thing ever. Like, hey, you want to try this for the third time? <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be, that'd be, I'm no. glad. Yeah, man. Good decision. Um, but how's, how's dating right now, man? Like, are you dating in New York? Like, how's dating in New York in general, man? Like, how is that going? It's I I'm not dating. No. I mean, I've met a lot of great people and, mm-hmm. um, you know, making, I would say making just you know a lot of good friends, but, um, definitely the whole dating aspect and like, seriously, like looking at someone like, Hey, is this someone maybe I could see myself in a relationship? That's for sure. Not happening right now. Uh, but yeah. On top of that, just, it's very, very easy to meet people in New York, which is great. It's a lot easier than like LA. Like I'm from the, the suburbs out there. And, um, so just, you know, convenience or whatnot, it's awesome. There's a ton of people in New York. So when that time does come again, um, obviously, you know, something I look forward to and, uh, yeah, but, uh, not, not right now. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't, I don't, like you said, take, take, yeah. Be single, man. You've been single in a minute. So like it's, enjoy it's, yourself, man. Yeah. So, cause yeah, I mean, when I saw you at the Super Bowl, man, I, I'll, I'll admit like, you just seemed like you were a bit of a, I don't know. You just seemed like you were a shell of yourself, man. Kind of when we were hanging out, I was like, man, I want the old Pete. Like, I, cause we, we hung out, you know, a Super Bowl a year ago. A year seems, before. Yeah. A year, literally a year. Yeah, exactly. A year before. And it was, you just seemed like a different person, you know, like you seem so jovial and excited and everything. And then so I'm like, I'm glad that you're like taking some time for yourself, man, because yeah, I want that old, that like old Pete back, you know, like, yeah, it seems I, like and I, you seem I, like more I, like yeah. yourself now, even man. So I, I, I will say like, I, you know, obviously just, 
in the you know my recent relationship when you know with Kelly and that that was very tough. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, it is what it is now. But I I'm in a good place now. I will say that, and I haven't really been able to I guess say that for a long time. Like I mm-hmm. I truly just feel like I'm content with just being by myself and 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 who I am right now and and continuing to to grow as a person. So um, that I feel really happy that I can say. So I'll, I'll get back to that, Pete, man. I'm on my yeah, way. no, exactly. I, I know you will. I wasn't, I'm not worried about you, man. I know you I, will. Yeah, so. I can't, can't wait to be a stagecoach with you guys next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't wait to be stagecoach. Yeah, there we go. We'll get you as fast as baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I haven't there. been able to they're go forever because the show, the show always was filming during, during that time. So it's been actually a minute since I've been there. But I love yeah, man. music, man. Yeah, I'm absolutely, man. That'd be a blast. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, be that, me, yeah, hopefully that'll be a good time. Yeah, so. Awesome, man. Any other questions you got, Eric? Uh, no. Yeah, I think uh, we kind of covered it. Much, man, that pretty was much great. answered the most. Yeah, that was, that was great, had, man. So. Um, yeah, I appreciate you coming on, dude. It's good to see you. And uh, yeah, yeah what, 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 do you have anything in the future? Like, kind of, I mean, obviously, you're new in New York and everything. Is there anything, yeah. any big projects or anything coming up for you? Um, yeah, we, uh, I actually have, um, so I have my, uh, a book coming out, uh, a children's book that I've been working oh, wow. on. It's kind of like a, a passion project that I've been uh, really excited to do for a while. Um, actually I'm getting the illustrations today. Um, they're finally all finished up. So the whole manuscript's written out and, um, it's going to essentially be, a kind of, uh, who knows if it kind of turns into a series or whatnot, but just, I wanted to get this first book out and just kind of inspire children just to, uh, you know, obviously just go after their dreams and whatever it is that, you know, makes them feel most alive. And it's going to be the story of my story of, you know, becoming, you know, from a little kid to where I am now and, and my story from my first love, right. Of aviation and, and, and what that story was and just to kind of, uh, you know, inspire kids to, to go for their dreams. So excited. That's awesome. I had no idea. That's super yeah. cool yeah. actually. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, That's man. awesome, man. Congrats. Well, hopefully really in a couple cool. of months, it'll be, I'll be ready to go. Yeah. Cool. I'll keep my eye on that. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Awesome, man. And then where can everybody find you? You know, Instagram, all that fun stuff. Pilot Pete. That's me. Do you notice how I didn't say Pilot Pete? I introduced you as Peter Weber. I did that on I know. purpose, baby. That was so annoying. We <laughs> I know, man. Football game, and I'm like, guys, I have a name. <laughs> yeah, they I'm literally announced Pete. them like number 27, Pilot Pete. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> number, uh, Pilot Pete with the reception. I'm like, guys, are you kidding me? <laughs> Whatever. No, I made sure to say Peter Weber tonight. I made sure to say hey, Peter Weber. I, I appreciate so. you, bro. Thank you. Absolutely, man. Thanks again yeah, thanks for, coming for coming on. on. And um, yeah, we'll see. We'll come out to New York. We'll let you know when we're coming out to New York and everything. Um, and we'll, we'll grab some blast. drinks and stuff dude absolutely you gotta come dj out there man whenever the oh yeah we'll do, do that for oh, sure man i'll hit bounce we'll hit bounce and stuff yeah man for sure so all right man <laughs> all right. sounds good appreciate all right, you guys we'll talk right. soon thanks for having me take Later, care dude. peace thanks for listening everyone be sure to follow our instagram at behind the rose podcast don't forget to subscribe comment like and give us all five of those damn stars behind the rose is recorded on site at the world famous grizzly rose or wherever we happen to be See you next time, Behind the Rose.